Percy, tell me, what does it mean to you when you hear the phrase beating the odds? Well, Wayne, I think of Las Vegas and gambling, and I know that sounds odd, but if you've ever visited that environment, it is abundantly clear who is actually winning, and it is not the visitors. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise, circumstances can present themselves in our life where we simply feel as if we cannot win or overcome the odds. But we are reminded by the Holy Scriptures that all things are possible to him that believe. And there is always someone who has overcome the proverbial deck that appeared to be stacked against them. Let's talk about it. Well, coming up today, we're going to meet just that someone who has battled two types of cancer and has overcome a whole lot of other stuff, too. Talk about beating the odds. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, I'm going to let you tell everyone what the title of the program today is. Well, we're going to talk about it from this perspective, how I fought two cancers and overcame other stuff, too. There's a lot going on, isn't there? There is, and, and we're going to hear a tremendous testimony and a walk of faith, and quite frankly, a walk of positivity and hope by a gentleman who not only battled cancer on two separate occasions, but he had some other uh, life-threatening dynamics that happened with him with regard to brain surgery. Mm. Uh, He overcame uh, morbid obesity. So he had other dynamics that he's had to overcome along with being a cancer survivor. And we've talked about this before. People do not only have cancer. They have other things in their life. And this is a man who's overcome a lot including cancer on two separate occasions. We'll meet Keith here in just a few moments. Uh, Let's do this. Let's start with Scripture today before we get to our question of the week. Well, with that, then, our uh, spiritual nugget for today is found in Psalms, the 34th chapter, and we're going to read verses 19 and 20. And listen very carefully with regard to our opening comments already. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, Mm -hmm. but the Lord delivers him out of them all. A righteous one keeps all his bones, not one of them are broken. Today, this scripture helps us to understand being challenged on many fronts, if you will, from afflictions and challenges, just as the person that we're going to hear from today. But we're also going to hear how the Lord is and has delivered him from everything that he's been confronted with. Well, that scripture you read leads us right into the question we'd like to pose to our listeners this week. What unsurmountable situations have you faced that the Lord has brought you through? You can answer the question at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and answer there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'll repeat the question a bit later in the program as well, Percy. Absolutely. That being said, we'd like to read one of the responses from a previous question, Wayne, that has been read and asked on some previous shows. And we have a response from someone in Seattle, Washington, that responded to, What could your church have done differently in supporting you during your cancer journey? What could your church have done differently in supporting you during your cancer journey? And the response was this, I love my church and they are amazing people, but because so many have relatively little to no experience with addressing the topic of cancer, I do wish that my church had a ministry or care team oriented on the needs of cancer patients and their caregivers. Well, that gives me an opportunity to bring this up with you about our journey of hope. I didn't plan it this way, but boy, you got to respond to that. 
Well, with that being said, you're exactly right. And what we're learning, Wayne, and what we have learned is that there are more and more people sitting inside of local churches that they love and respect and have great admiration for. But there is a missing dynamic within many local churches, and that is ministry focused around cancer, uh, the experience of cancer and the journey of cancer. And so our Journey of Hope is a program that uh, I helped start Uh, well over 15 years ago to basically answer that call. And that is to provide insight, training, and free resources to the local faith community, spiritual leaders, lay leaders, to begin to develop their very own cancer care ministry. And so if you are someone that belongs to a local church, if you're a pastor, if you're a lay leader, and you realize, man, we probably could benefit from having a cancer ministry in our church, please go to Our Journey of Hope dot com and begin to look at some of the free resources online and then register for one of the free virtual online zoom sessions that you can attend all free of charge cool our journey of hope dot com excellent well i didn't plan to have you talk about that but hearing that response to that question it just needed to be said so thank you our journey of hope this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're going to meet our guest in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. For our inspiration today, we turn to our guest who joins Percy now here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, I'm super excited today. I am back with another new guest uh, to talk about his journey uh, on the path of being a cancer patient. Uh, We're going to speak today with Keith Guernsey, who is a two-time cancer patient, uh, originally diagnosed in March 2018, uh, first with prostate cancer and then with multiple myeloma. Currently now, uh, he is in his eighth month of remission, so we thank God for that. Uh, He also has authored uh, several books, one of which we'll talk about specifically today is Overcoming the Odds. Welcome to the show today, Keith. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm always great. Thank you for having me on, Reverend. I appreciate it. You sound awesome, my friend, and I love I I, I love your energy. Uh, your excitement, and and that is in part of what we're going to talk about today as yeah. uh, a sure. pathway of your of your healing and your process. In the introduction, of course, we talked about the fact that uh, you are a two time cancer patient. You've had both yes, sir. Yes, prostate and multiple myeloma. Tell us about the day that you were first told that you had cancer and how you felt when you heard the words "You have cancer." Okay. We were sitting at the, at the dinner table. Uh, Susan and I were having lunch and the phone rang and I had a, a kind of an ominous foreboding that uh, it, it might be bad news. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately it was, um, it was my urologist telling me that I did in fact have prostate cancer and shivers were down my spine. Uh, my expression changed, my face dropped to the point where Susan was just about to grab 
the phone from me and I was able to compose myself and listen to him say that uh, it was eminently treatable. Okay. And uh, they would take care of it. He gave me a number of options, but I chose surgery because I wanted that cancer completely out of my system. Gotcha. Well, in hearing that, as most cancer patients are, and I myself have heard those words, um, it is a day that one will never forget. Uh, I had a former patient that I supported for many years say to me, it is the only words that you hear with loud, bold letters, and the world just kind of stops and freezes as you try to process that. And so with that... Um, That's exactly right. Yeah. And and so uh, and it's true, you you know your your brain I think has to try to comprehend and absorb that and 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 you need some time to do that. Some some people take more time than others, but I don't think that you just necessarily hear that and go, oh okay, I have cancer, and you keep moving forward. Yeah, there exactly. there yeah, there's a time that that you just have to process and internalize that. And it sounds like that's exactly the case for you. You receive that information uh, via phone call, as you stated, and so. From there, you know, you start obviously some type of clinical care. Let's talk about, uh, we don't have to go into great detail of what type of clinical care did you receive, surgery, chemotherapy, radiation. What did you do to actually treat your cancer? Well, I, I chose surgery for the prostate cancer, but I had to wait six months through the entire summer of 2018 hmm. to actually have the surgery. Okay. And, and as Susan will attest, I am far from the most patient person on this planet, <laughs> but um, we, we try to keep busy with travel and uh, playing with our dog and going to the gym and getting healthy and everything. But um, I'm, I was pleased to say that in September of 2018, I had my surgery and it was successful. The cancer was gone Praise and I God. danced out of the hall and danced out of the hall. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was cleared health wise for, uh, a wonderful last third of my life, but uh, unfortunately, it was not to be. Hmm. Um, several months later, uh, they found an anomaly in my blood work, and I was sent to a hematologist who told me that I had a more severe form of blood cancer, a rare blood cancer called multiple myeloma. Okay. And that's why... You know, I stopped writing Overcoming the Odds, which is my story of triumphs over cancer, brain surgery twice, and obesity yeah. to um, treat this multiple myeloma and, and have been very successful at it. I've been, you know, uh, very, very fortunate to have the best medical teams at every facility that I've gone to. Great. And so uh, it sounds like even with, with all of that, and you mentioned as well that you've also had a couple of uh, brain surgeries uh, yes. that you've overcome. Uh, you also talk about the fact that, you know, you've overcome, um, I think the word you used was morbid obesity. Morbid obesity, yes. I was, uh, I was over after my second brain surgery, I couldn't really lie down, stand up, hmm. sit down, walk, talk, crawl. So all I did was eat and eat and eat, eat some more. Wow. And I got up to, when I got up to hit the scales of 340 pounds. Wow. And I'm only 5'8". I said, even though I have a big frame, it's way, way, way too much. Yeah. So it took me the better part of a decade, but I did lose 150 pounds. Wow. Wow. 
So I'm, I'm 20 pounds below my high school football playing weight from 50 years ago. And I can tell you this, most people cannot give that testimony, my friend. So, And I brought that up as I heard you talk about that because it obviously helps to add and lend credibility to the book that you wrote, Overcoming right. the Odds. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, you have a, a tremendous uh, and we'll get into this in just a second because I think mm-hmm. this is in part and partial part of the messaging of the book. You have a tremendous disposition and attitude uh, about life in general, about being positive, about being hopeful. But you wrote a book called Overcoming the Odds. And the question that I want to ask specifically is why did you write this book? I, I to Just to tell my story, number one, it was to leave a legacy for my grandson, Harry. Now I have a second grandson who will hopefully take the <laughs> message that you can beat the odds, you can overcome obstacles, and most importantly, uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Okay. But, and, and it's been very successful. Many people have said it's very inspiring to them, hmm. especially in this time of a pandemic where um, everyone's looking for a ray of hope, a ray of sunshine, if you will. That is for sure. That is for sure. And one of the other things that uh, in previous discussion that I think that you had mentioned to me before we started recording is that uh, one of the other messages, and I want you to speak to it just a little bit from your book sure. or uh, be due to the book, is cultivate and keep a positive attitude. What say you about exactly. cultivating and keeping a positive yes. attitude? Um, well, for me, again, it's it's been family uh, tremendous support, tremendous support, my friends, um, un- wonderful medical staff. But yes, when you're faced with um, a journey like a cancer journey like this or a brain surgery journey like this, it's it's imperative that you cultivate and keep a positive mental attitude. It goes such a long way towards your success in beating the obstacles that life throws in your way. I even had a friend who's a physician who read the book. He said, you have been successful at beating cancer in a large part because of your great positive attitude. And, you know, we've talked about that on this platform before. My surgeon, who I also have spoken to, uh, shared the same comment with me regarding uh, disposition and attitude and how uh, it has a core component in terms of healing, wellness, recovery. So you're exactly right that at the end of the day, there's something to be said about maintaining and having a, a positive attitude. Uh, what are you some of the to. things? What are some of the things that you do specifically? Someone may be listening today who may be struggling. How do you keep sure. and maintain a positive attitude? Well, I, I look at I look at the uh, the great joys I have in my life, starting of course with my lovely wife Susan. Okay. Uh, our new dog, Zoe. We have a newly adopted dog, Zoe, who gives me great joy. <laughs> um, if, and for me, it's it's it's. The alternative is just too too hard to think of, but uh, it's you know hearing good news from the doctor, getting a phone call that said your blood counts are much better than they were a week ago. Sure, uh, and just looking around and seeing what a great world we live in, um, and and getting getting home from the hospital and finding a nice banner across your garage door that says, welcome home, Keith. Yeah. You know, things of that nature. I try to, to grasp onto the positives of my life and, and being so incredibly fortunate 
that at 68 years old, or 68 years young, I should say, <laughs> I'm healthier now than at any time since I stopped playing hockey when I was 28. Wow, wow. that And that's quite a statement, to say the least. And I would imagine, along with that, obviously this, this show is catered uh, focused to primarily a faith-based audience. Your faith and your your no uh, your relationship with God also uh, feeds into that as well. No, no question about that. Every morning I get up, I look to the sky, and I say, "Thank you, God, for another great day on this wonderful planet." And it, every day, you know, when you when you're a cancer survivor, when you survived other issues, every day is a great, great day. Amen. Amen. One of the other things that uh, I think that you had mentioned to me that is either messaged directly or intimated out of your book is uh, striking the words of can't, don't, and won't out of your vocabulary. Let's talk a little bit about that. Definitely. Definitely. You have to, you know, use, if you're going to cultivate and maintain a positive attitude, you have to strike those words out and you have to interject words like yes you know yes i will um yes i can and i will do it Mm. and i will do it because whatever you know in your life gives you positive um positive reaction to you know it gives you positive meaning whether it be family friends uh you know exercise nutrition whatever the case may be but you you know to cultivate maintain a positive attitude you have to strike out words like can't and don't and won't and realize how lucky you are because your feet hit the floor and because you have another day to make it great. Amen. And speaking of, because I know that this was uh, two big changes or shifts or adjustments in your life as a result of being a cancer patient, uh, talking about nutrition, talking about health uh, and exercise, you said that those were two dynamics that kind of came out of uh, your experience as a cancer patient. Let's talk a little bit about how you shifted your nutrition and or your sense of physical fitness and exercise. Let's talk a little bit about that today. Well, I, I, um, you know, I haven't completely given up on my favorites like uh, ice cream and pizza and Chinese food. I've just minimized, you know, instead of moderation, exact moderation is the key for me. Um, I eat, you know, some greens, and some strawberries and some blueberries and some oranges pretty much every day. Okay. Um, and, and I get lots of exercise, whether it be going to the gym or walking, walking with Zoe and Susan. Uh, I do a lot with stretchy bands that I was given at the hospital. So, you know, th- those type of changes, those type of modifications in my behavior have allowed me to be healthier and to, to, reach for my goals. And, and as I mentioned when we were speaking yesterday, my goal is to live 27 more years mm. so that Susan and I can dance at our 50th wedding anniversary. We went to 95. All right. I, I definitely intend to accomplish that goal. I promised her that I would do that and I will. Well, that's, a, I, again, I think uh, one of the great things uh, for me in supporting cancer patients is, and I've learned, is setting goals, objectives, give you some reason to stay Absolutely. on the planet and 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 work toward uh, an objective is huge mentally, emotionally, that can certainly motivate and drive one uh, to uh, finish their course with joy. 
Having said right, all exactly. of that, how can individuals reach out to you either to ask questions uh, or to seek uh, how to get a copy of any of your books, including uh, Overcoming the Odds? Please give us your email address, the website, okay. if you have it, how people can reach out I, to I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to give you my email address, but I'm also going to spell it because they tell me I still have a little bit of a Boston accent, even though we've been out here 14 years. It's thegerns2005 at yahoo.com, and that's T Tom. H. Henry, E. Edward, G. George, U. Unique, R. Robert, N. Nancy, S. Sugar, 2005 at yahoo.com. They can also find me on Facebook. They can follow me on Twitter at the Gerns, or they can go to Amazon to the search window and just type in Keith Gerns, and all four of my books will come right up. Well, listen, my friend, I, I've been encouraged today. So I have one other question for you, and we sure. always close this way. Um, what now perpetuates and continues to give you hope? That the pandemic will be over hmm. and that I'll, they'll write a bestseller um, <laughs> and that we, I'll continue my health journey and that they will find a cure for multiple myeloma. Today, you have heard from Keith Guernsey, a two-time uh, cancer patient, uh, originally diagnosed March of 2018, uh, first with prostate cancer and then multiple myeloma, currently in his eighth month of remission, and he is living life to its fullest, and he is enjoying every day. He has authored the book entitled Overcoming the Odds. You may want to reach out to him to get a copy of this. He also has overcome two brain surgeries, uh, morbid obesity. So he knows a little bit about overcoming the odds. This may be a good read for you uh, if, if you're so inclined. So today, uh, we salute you, sir, and I thank you so much thank for... You for making a decision to stay on the planet and to inspire others to do the same. And so uh, we pray that the best is still yet to come in your life. Welcome to the club of being a thriver and a survivor. And uh, we welcome uh, the day that you celebrate all of the goals that you have set out to accomplish. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. That's Percy McRae with our guest pre-recorded here today, Keith Guernsey. Thanks so much for bringing these individuals to us, Percy. You you meet a lot of interesting people in this job, don't you? You know what? It's it's the best part of what I do, man, is that getting to meet God's people and their stories and their unique walks, it, it just blesses me and hopefully it's blessing others as they listen to those. Yeah. Well, Keith talked about his unsurmountable situation. Uh, let's, uh, let's repose our question to listeners who have joined us here today. We'd like to hear from you. What unsurmountable situations have you faced that the Lord has brought you through? Please answer that question at healthhopeandinspiration.com when you click on connect. healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on connect. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
www.keithmoore.com. All right, sir, let's talk about Keith here today. Boy, what this man has been through, huh? He's been through quite a bit, hasn't he? When we talk about, again, challenges and circumstances, you know, brain surgery, uh, morbid obesity, uh, we know one of the things as we have reflected upon conversations with our nutritionist expert for Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Carolyn Lammersville, you know, obesity is a major issue and healthcare crisis in America and also indirectly can have correlation with, quite frankly, cancer proliferation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, dealing with that and then two different types of cancer diagnosis. But yet what we hear from this man is the energy and the spirit and the power (laughs) of hope and positivity that that drives his ability to work through and push through all of those circumstances. And he's written even a book to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Did I understand him to say he lost 120 pounds? That is correct. And so when you think about that visually, I mean, that, you know, and I've been on a, kind of an up and down kind of diet scenario with regard to my weight. And, and again, 100 plus pounds is not a small task to lose naturally, because, again, there's a lot of ways that people can approach that. And, and we're not here to add any commentary pro or con for that. But the fact of the matter is to do that uh, is, is not a small feat at all. And so uh, we just extend our congratulations to him for that and understand again he has overcome quite a bit to get to this point and when you listen to his voice and you hear the tone in his voice yeah you understand that this is a man who is celebrating life every yeah, day yeah indeed he is uh we talked about overcoming the odds here to open the program today yeah. <laughs> keith this is a living example isn't he he uh, is he and he talks about that very frankly and candidly yeah and he has such a positive attitude and spoke about the importance of that positive attitude Well, one of the things that he mentioned that he gave as a directive is that it is imperative uh, that people cultivate and keep a positive mental attitude. And he's absolutely correct in saying that we know that there is now research and documentation that suggests that people who are working from a different mental space in terms of positivity, in terms of hope, Uh, basically cope better in many cases, and in many cases respond differently to their treatment and their care. And so he says it goes such a long way towards your success uh, in beating the obstacles in your life. And so with that being said, he reminds us, and the Bible tells us at the end of the day, of the power of hope and, and being driven around the idea of good things still yet to be able to happen in our lives uh, through the faith of God and through the faithfulness of God. Now, you talked to Keith, and I've not met Keith, but i got to tell you, I just sense here's a guy who loves life, even though you know he's gone through all that he's gone through. I mean, cancer and brain surgery and losing all that weight, and, and he just loves life. Well, he does. And again, he, and I'll use his language, he says that he tries to cultivate, and in order to maintain a positive attitude, he says that you have to strike out words like can't and don't Mm -hmm. and won't and realize how lucky you are because your feet hit the floor and because you have another day to make it great. Again, this is all about outlook as uh, the old adage says that your uh, attitude will dictate your altitude. Well, this is a man who epitomizes a living and breathing that. And he's absolutely right to encourage us uh, to try to embrace that on some level. Because again, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, and in the in that word heart there is a translation, it really means your mind mm-hmm. or the inner chamber of your thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, 
so is he. And so we are what we think we are. We, we are what we believe we are. And in many cases, we can only go where we think we are able to travel. And that all starts within our, our thought process and our thinking, for sure. Well, you've pastored so many people, many of them right at the bedside in the hospital. Is this a rare attitude? Well, you know, it's interesting. It's, it, it depends. It's, it's not, uh, everyone does not naturally gravitate toward that or possess that initially. And I think like anything else, uh, people can grow and develop into that uh, mental space. And yeah, so and people have different uh, personalities too. That is correct. And so based upon our, our personality makeup, as we know, you know, if anyone has ever done the Briggs Meyer, you know, uh, personality assessment and this, that, and the other, uh, some of us have more or less natural dispositions towards certain uh, schools of thought, certain behavior patterns, and certain uh, mental attitudes towards life. But I can say this, that again, with the word of God and with a correct environment and support system, uh, I think that anyone and everyone can ultimately cultivate using uh, uh, Keith's language to get to a point where uh, positivity and a positive outlook can become something that we can grow to have and we can nurture within our heart and within our spirit and certainly within the relationship that we have with our God. You know, given the audience, the size that we have on this podcast, you know there are many listening right now who are in the thick of it at this very moment. They're, they're really pretty despondent right now because of that diagnosis they've just received. What do you say to them? I mean, we're talking about a positive attitude and keeping that outlook positive and all that, but they just got that news. What do, what do they do? Uh, to that one or that many that are hearing today are under the sound of my voice, I would simply say this is a journey. This is a path. It's a process. It's a marathon, and it is not a sprint. And all of that simply diluted down to well, this has to be approached and taken one day at a time. It's only one way to eat an elephant, and that's at, in bite-sized pieces. You cannot swallow this conversation or the concept of cancer whole. Uh, it can choke you to death. And yeah. so we have to break it up into bite-sized, manageable pieces. And I'll say this. Uh, we need to give people license that uh, – even with people like Keith, I would imagine that there have been days that yeah. he had tough days to work through. It's not all that, uh, roses, is it? No. Every day is not on top of the mountain, as I often like to say, and that it is okay to feel or experience down moments and down days. The key to getting down is understanding the way back up. And so with that being said, uh, the Word of God and the relationship with God provides us a ladder, if you will, to be able to climb out of the pit. So when we find ourselves despondent and in those dark places and in those low-lying areas, we use the ladder of God's Word, mm. God's Spirit, to climb our way out uh, of that hole. I like that, yeah. To see our way into another place toward the plateau of moving toward the promises and the hope of God. So every day is not yeah. on top of the mountain, yeah. so we yeah. can work through it. Well, we have something that may help. We have a free resource, What the Bible Says About Hope. You know, we can, uh, even on our worst days, we can look into the Word of God and receive encouragement and hope. And that's what you've done with this resource. And that's why we created this resource for that very purpose and for that very reason. We are reminded first and foremost that God is the God of hope. He doesn't have hope. He doesn't give hope. The very essence of his being is hope, just like the essence of his being is love. This essence of being of his being is forgiveness. So the essence of who God is is hope. And so what does the Bible say about the hope of God? And so we put this resource together that uh, surrounds itself around hope in God's word, hope in God's strength 
uh, hope in God's unfailing love, his promises, his divine plan, his provision, his power. The word of God is replete with the, the spiritual uh, ingredient and component and essence of God called hope. And when we tap into that, nurture that, cultivate that, and keep ourselves surrounded by that, it can and will energize us to work through all of our challenges and all of our circumstances. And so today, download this resource, What the Bible Says About Hope. Maybe it's just the word that you need. Uh, Take a few moments, would you, and download What the Bible Says About Hope at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Hey, take us back to Psalm 34, would you? Oh, Psalms 34 now really makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Psalms 34, verse 19 uh, and 20 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Just because we are righteous and just because we are the saints of God does not mean that we are not dealing with afflictions and challenges and circumstances. And that was true for Keith. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. A righteous one keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. At the end of the day, this scripture is encouraging us to understand that we may be surrounded by challenges, hardships, and circumstances, as is and was the case for Keith. But Keith made a mental decision and a choice that he was going to cultivate the power of hope, cultivate the power of positive thinking, reinforced by God's word, to continue to live every day and celebrate it as well as he possibly could as he looks toward and to the future of good things yet to come. Remember, God is with you and God is for you and God will never leave you or forsake you. So glad you chose that psalm here today. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Don't forget our website for the free resource to answer this week's question. Other encouragement there, uh, past programs here of Health, Hope, and Inspiration that you can listen to anytime. HealthHopeAndInspiration.com. Percy McCray, our brother who is the host of our program, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Center of America. I'll see you next time, Percy. Love and blessings. And remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. God bless. Have a great day. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.